Welcome to the R&BE Podcast. This is the R&B story where we go over some comic book knowledge, educating each other on stuff we may or may not know, and of course, we educate you right here at the Comic Storian channel. Now, if you want to help support our Vodcast and see more episodes of the R&B show, then check out the current shirt we have on sale down below. This week, it's a Comic Storian one showing you the crackakakum epicness of The Flash, but very soon we will have official R&B ones. All of the proceeds from the shirts go to making a better vodcast so go ahead purchase a shirt we would greatly appreciate it also don't forget if you enjoy the witty banter on this show <laughs> we're so witty go check out the eligible monster gaming channel where rob me and natalie all bring you various stupidity with our games office humor and we even do more discussions like this about video game topics that's where you can find everything if you're wondering why we're just listening to me right now and there is no rob rob is trying to sort out our current topic <laughs> i got it done <laughs> I, got it I was trying to stall for as long as possible the intro of this episode I think I did. All right. Uh, yes. Okay. So, cool. Rob, what's today's topic then? <laughs> today's topic is all the time Spider-Man died. Yo, we're in a death yes. kick right now. Spider dead. If, if Spider you if you dead. watched the R&B last week, it was the 24 most tragic deaths in comics, followed by a death topic on the gaming channel, and now we're yeah. doing another death topic over here. We are all about death. We are morbid. I'm going to go we shop are. at Hot Topic after this and call my mother. <laughs> oh my I'm gonna go sit in the corner with the lights off, just listening to like death metal or something like that. So okay, so we let's let's just go ahead and kick this one off because they may have seen last week. Okay, cool. I, well I wanted to kick it off with the Ultimate Spider-Man. We'll just get okay. that out of the way. You want to kick it off with the Ultimate Spider-Man? last week's episode. Okay, Ultimate Spider-Man. You're gonna tell me about it this time. You give me the death of Ultimate Spider-Man. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm yes. gonna I'm gonna give a quicker recap. If you want okay. the full explanation that made Rob go, <gasps> wow. That was last week. Dude, I almost cried. <laughs> so in the Death of Spider-Man, we have the Ultimate Spider-Man death. Mm -hmm. And it was 150 issues into the entire run. Brian Michael Bendis wanted to leave the character of Spider-Man. He felt he had done all he could do. So he decided to have the one last epic fight between the Green Goblin, the Sinister Six, and Peter Parker. Yes. And since the Green Goblin had died previously in the story, he was revived from the dead. He broke free the Sinister Six, went to the house of Peter Parker since he knew his identity, and he challenged him to an outright fight. Mm -hmm. And the goal was to just kill him. We're done playing games. I'm just going to kill you. I don't care. And he literally beat down Peter Parker until he pretty much killed him. And then Peter Parker made his last-ditch effort, killed the Green Goblin, and he died in the arms of either Mary Jane or Aunt May, telling them, I finally saved you. I couldn't save Uncle Ben, but I saved you. Yeah. <laughs> Not as emotional as the, the time you did it before. Well, like no, I had to go before. through it quickly, I said. You want, <laughs> I me, you want me to break I it know. down? No, no, I have no. a whole video where I, I get all really emotional about it. I was crying at that. the end of that. You told me about that. I like, have some dark places I can go for like the really sad endings of stories. That one, I was blubbering like a baby at the end of it. I was choked up trying to say the lines, and I had like tears just streaming down my face. I, as soon as I was done with that audio, I had to go upstairs, and I was like, I need to wipe my face. I gotta get like I gotta get back in a good place because I am not in a good place right now. Dude, I was looking at the comments. People were just like, "Oh, those feels, man." <laughs> <laughs> people were crying. The only ones that irritated me were the people like, "Oh, the motion comic version was better," and I'm like. Who's trying to? I made my own thing. I'm not yeah. competing. <laughs> yeah, this is an emotional comic. This is a Benny 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 story. Okay, so let's, so we got that one out of the way. We got if that you one want, out If of you way. want 23 other tragic deaths, watch the last week's episode. Yes. Okay. Spider-Man Volume One, Issue Number 17. This came out in 1991. Okay. All right. In this story, Spider-Man is exposed to a lethal amount of chemical after saving a mother and a daughter from a toxic spill. What? All right, yes. He <laughs> We're has, this off nice and cheery. He has an out-of-body experience and encounters and fights Thanos in limbo. Eventually, death separates them and agrees to send Peter Parker back to the real world. God, I need to do that video. Spider-Man versus Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But can we count that as a death? 
Uh, I mean, I wouldn't really consider it a death per se. Uh, you know what? Not even going to start questioning that. Because I guarantee you 90% of those are he died and came back. Because that's how comics work. Oh, that's and exactly what it is. So, so yeah. <laughs> we're not even going to question if we can count that as a death. Because we're probably, if you le- take them for legitimately what they are, mm-hmm. probably can't count any of them. Probably not. Other than Ultimate Spider-Man, because he actually died. Okay, so you know about this because of the Clone Saga. Okay. All right. So when the 1990s... I hated the Clone Saga. Yeah, everybody hated Clone Saga. I didn't read it all. I gave up. I midway through and that made me quit comics for like 10 years. Okay, this one you probably don't know about then. <laughs> um, in, in, in the 90s, for those of you guys who don't know, in the 90s, Spider-Man was all the rage. And really, he has been ever since he first popped up. But there was a point where I think Marvel had five different Spider-Man stories all running at the same time. Yes. Like four or five or something like that. All right, this one is Peter Parker Spectacular Spider-Man number 75 in 1996. Okay. All right. It's called The Night of the Goblin. Now, in this story, Norman Osborn has beaten the Ben Riley Spider-Man almost to death. He then faces off against Peter Parker Spider-Man as he attempts to destroy everyone he loves at the Daily Bugle. Now, after an intense face-off, Ben Riley Spider-Man sacrifices himself to save Peter Parker, falling from the building to the street below. As Peter, Parker's, uh, Peter Parker gathers Ben's body up, it disintegrates into dust, showing Peter Parker that he is the real Spider-Man. Now, do you know the basis behind this? Oh yeah, because they put they put Ben Riley in the role of Peter Parker. Exactly. And, and to the idea was to get him away from the marriage. Mm-hmm. They wanted to have the kid running off again, but nobody accepted. They just wanted Peter Parker back. And since they had deemed Ben Riley the real one and Peter Parker the clone, mm-hmm. I I didn't I, I didn't remember this happening, but I remember the story of them like this is how they brought it back. Yeah, retconned it back in so that Peter Parker was the legit Peter Parker. It was weird, man. It was this ruse by like the by. Uh, God, what is it? Jackal. Uh, Jackal? Yeah, where he's like, he's like, I shifted the results so that whenever the test was done, it would say Peter's the actual clone. Yeah. You know, and it was, it was absolute nonsense. Okay. Peter Parker, Spider-Man, Volume One, Issue Number Seventy-One. Okay. Right? Now, this is again as part of the Clone Saga. Peter's suffering from not only losing his powers, but from clone degenerative disease. At the end of the book, he flatlines. But when he not only recovers, but regains his powers as well, the book also features Ben Riley, who was a clone of Peter Parker, who also referred, who's also referred to as Scarlet Spider, Spider, uh, Spider Carnage, or the Jackal. The Jackal most recently in All yeah, New Wall. Depends on what you want to call him at this point. Exactly. This is, this is the weird thing. is because it's really, like, Peter Parker, I don't think, has ever consistently, like, died, per no, se. it's clones have died. Yes, clones has died. Now, the cool thing is that we start getting into what-if stories here in a little while, but... Amazing Spider-Man Volume 1, issue number 398, in 1995. Another clone saga story. <laughs> Is it Kane this time? I know Kane dies at some point. <laughs> in this story, <laughs> this story occurred when Aunt May was in the hospital, and he found out Mary Jane was preggers. All right. Oh, no. Oh, no. Marvel's <sighs> going to screw something up yet again. Uh, he was suffering from the deadly poison that Dr. Octopus confronts him with, and says that he has a cure. That was actually kind of a weird situation. There was a point where they were going to kill Peter Parker yeah. and make Ben Riley the actual Spider-Man. Now, Peter drinks the cure, and at first feeling better, then he collapses on the floor. He has an out-of-body experience and is determined to fight along his way, uh, referencing, I guess, back to the land of the living. He enters a cloudy vortex of souls over the city, seeing people that he knew have basically died. He visits Aunt May in the hospital and hears her voice guiding him, referencing Peter Pan, which is weird. She directs him to the second <laughs> which star. Which is weird. <laughs> she directs him on the second, uh, directs him to the second star on the right straight till morning. I think Sean was trying to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when, when you have your writer write you the list up. 
Sean. <laughs> Sean, you're fired. <laughs> I like how Rob, Rob, we both have writers. I mean, I've mentioned I have writers, but oh. which is funny because both of our writers are named Sean, but they're different people. Yeah, this is actually kind of funny because I'm, I'm literally seeing what he's doing. <laughs> so you thought he'd just throw in some funny stuff? I wasn't, I wasn't, it didn't even register until we started getting through it. Like, the second store on the right straight into the morning. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man number three, <laughs> 2006. All right. You'll be familiar with this if you read more anything after like Spider-Man Big Time, which okay. is kind of like the dance lot officially taking yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. That's where I started jumping back into the Spider-Man stories. Before that, okay. I just considered them trash because I didn't want to read it. This is the whole Morlun situation. Okay. Right. Morlun. Morlun. So oh, Spider-Man is defeated by Morlun and taken to the hospital. Morlun beat him so severely that nobody realizes that it's actually Peter Parker when paramedics pull off his mask. Now, at the hospital, while the Avengers attempt to see his comatose body, Morlun sneaks into his room and is going to consume his life force. Right, that's Mary, his power. Exactly. Mary Jane, uh, Mary, what? Mary Jane attacks Morlun, <laughs> and of course, Morlun overpowers her. Now, Peter Parker's consciousness is slipping away, leaving only the spider dwelling below the surface. Using the last of his energy, the subconscious spider, uh, spider overpowers and kills Morlun before collapsing. Peter Parker's consciousness returns, and he dies in Mary Jane's arms. It's kind of weird. That is weird. The whole Morlun thing I don't like at all in yeah, the Spider-Verse. It, it was, was just so dumb. Well, that's the funny thing, is I think it was designed to be a one-off. I think Morlun was just designed no, to be was. a one-off. No, he was. It was designed to be a one-off, and then they made this whole lore around him. And that, yeah. it was like, what? Because then they brought him back during... Uh, Spider-Verse. Original, no, Original Sin. Because remember, they had the whole thing with Cindy Moon. I thought and he, then, I didn't think he was there. I thought Cindy Moon was the original sin. The the original yeah, Cindy Moon was the original uh, original sin thing. And then at the very end of the story, they have Morlun getting out of his bed in Earth 001 or whatever it is in that universe. Well, no, I think that, that was building up for the whole Spider-Verse thing. That's why yeah, they brought that was, him back. Yeah, yeah, that was going into the whole Spider-Verse thing. Uh Uncanny X-Men 191 in 1985. Okay. All right, this story is called Raiders of the Lost Temple. Yes. Okay. Cool and Gath. No clue who that is. Transforms, <laughs> transforms Manhattan Island into a medieval reality. The sorcerer is basically torturing Spider-Man and intends to sacrifice his life force so that the spell can transform the world. Spider-Man escapes and attacks Coolangath, but is struck down by a spell. Coolangath sounds familiar. I have no idea. He sounds like a Star Wars character. Oh, Eventually, Doctor Strange determines that the only way to undo the damage to the world by Coolangath is to turn back time. And with only a few people remembering the events of the story, because you know time travel or time control, right? Whatever. Yeah, time travel always works. Yeah, the just you know the the end run around solving things. All right. Until the Flash fixes everything. <laughs> yeah, just run faster and <laughs> into the past. Right. Okay. Ow. Secret Wars Volume I my, One. I hit my arm. It hurt. It hurt a lot. <laughs> uh, Secret Wars Volume One, Number Eleven. You I don't know care. To make it better. I don't care about your arm. A fidget right. spinner. Really? Fidget spinners. You guys hated us. You guys hate us for fidget, fidget spinners. spinners. This video has been brought to you by. A whoever, flash fidget spinner. Whoever yeah. it was that made this fidget spinner. I have, you know, so, you, you so Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, Spider-Man. Yeah. So we're here for Spider-Man. Okay. Not uh, a million. I mean, a million dollars would be nice. <laughs> we're not here for potato salad either, although I would take some potato salad. What do you think about potato salad, Chris? Chris likes potato salad. Chris is the camera guy. So, uh, Secret Wars, Volume 1. <laughs> you know what the funny thing is? <laughs> what? Eventually, somewhere down the road, we'll eventually have a different camera guy, and he'll just be called Chris. Yeah. <laughs> just the off-camera guy. Will forever be known as Chris. Chris, yeah, like nobody ever knows what he looks like. No, well, there like, was that wanna, one video. He, he was people in. are gonna be like, I want to meet Chris. <laughs> I want to see Chris. <laughs> Who's Chris? All right. Who's Chris? All uh, right. Okay. Secret we Wars. We wouldn't have enough enough to beef this up. This whole middle middle area. There's like five Secret minutes. Secret Wars. Oh, yeah. What happened to Secret Wars? You are so ADD. I swear to God. This coming from you? Yeah. 
Earlier, guys, he was on his phone playing with a fidget spinner and singing. <laughs> Ain't no shame in my game. Okay. Secret Wars Volume 1. Issue number 11. Okay. What do you know about Secret Wars? That's, all I really know is that it was a way for them to sell toys and make a black Spider-Man. That's all you need to know. So, uh, <laughs> Doctor Doom stolen the power of the Beyonder, and all of our superheroes team up to try to stop him. When, they, when the heroes agree that Doctor Doom can't be left with godlike powers, they're all blasted out of existence by a beam of energy. Eventually, everybody's brought back to life, though. So Spider-Man's one of the many... So it's like, the, it's like the Infinity Gauntlet thing, exactly. which is probably on your list if That's, everyone dies. Uh, that is the next one, actually. <laughs> Infinity Gauntlet number four, 1991. <laughs> As Earth's heroes team up to confront Thanos, they are killed one by one in one of the most spectacular just displays. Of, I still think it's your favorite comic ever. Oh, dude, it's amazing. I love that comic. It's, it's, Supremacy cannot be denied. My divinity is absolute. There's this amazing <laughs> scene where he does that, where Captain America calls him a false god. He's like, get out of my face. And he calls like the Incredible Hulk an oaf and just like backhands him. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's a really, really good story. I need to remaster that video. Anyway. <laughs> all right, so they're all killed one by one. Spider-Man is beaten to death by Taraxia seemingly with a rock. Eventually, all of Thanos' actions are undone. Now, Spider-Man has died in a number of what-if alternate reality stories. Right. We'll get to that here in a second. Do you know who Taraxia is? No. Mistress Death wouldn't, wouldn't date Thanos, so he used the Infinity Gauntlet to make like a side chick, hoping Mistress Death would get <laughs> jealous. Side chick. Yeah, he was hoping Mistress I Death did, would yeah, get I jealous. I didn't know that. I didn't know her name. Yeah. yeah. And so he's like, hey, Mistress Death, are you jealous yet? And she's like, nope. <laughs> I'm Mistress Death. I don't what? care who you made. I'm not jealous because I didn't even want you in the first place, Thanos. It, it was so. one of his people, too, like the, one of the, like the, the Titans. Yeah, it's, it's, like just, titan. it's just like this, this female version of him just walking. It looks weird, man. It's, it's kind of creepy. Taraxia. Okay. What if. Volume two, number four. You might as well shotgun through the what ifs. Might as well? Yeah. Why? To an extent. To an extent. Okay. Yeah. Uh, these are all pretty short anyway. Okay, I'm going to use the bathroom then real quick. Sorry, Dylan. Okay. You're going to have to deal with some gaps here. Where were we, Rob? That We didn't get up at all and take a two-minute breather because we had to reset batteries at all. This is, we've, no, we didn't. We've been sitting in this exact spot nonstop since we left. Yeah. yeah. It's like the transition was perfect. It was uh, so perfect. Wasn't it, Dylan? Perfect. Perfect, Dylan. Okay, what do you got? <laughs> okay, uh, we stopped at... Uh, we stopped at okay, so, uh, What If Volume 2, Number 4. This is 1989. This story is called, What If the Alien Costume Had Possessed Spider-Man? So if he just basically hadn't lost the Venom symbiote, if it had totally taken over him. Okay. All right, so, uh, in this story, Peter Parker gets the Venom symbiote. However, in this version, the symbiote prematurely ages him, and he dies mere days after being bonded to the symbiote. I never knew it could do that. It's a pretty cool idea. That's, that's a weird thing. And I feel like Bendis and them did that when they did the whole like Planet of the Symbiote story, where it was the idea that like the Symbiote can just drain like it feeds on people. I, well, like they've added so much to the Symbiote at this point. Really I think have. back then at that time, the Symbiotes had like no back history. It was just, yeah. it's an evil creature from space. Yeah, no, they didn't. It just bonded to Eddie Brock. And it's like, well, Spider-Man cast it off, so the Venom Symbiote hates Spider-Man, and yeah. Eddie Brock hates Spider-Man. And Spider -Man, that was it. So, yeah. And now we have an entire race of Clintar and why they all do what they do and everything. Yeah, it's actually really, really cool, yeah. too. I like what they've done with it. Yeah, yeah it's pretty solid. Okay, uh, What If Volume 2, number 6, 1989. If you guys can't tell, uh, What Ifs were really popular back in the 80s and 90s. <laughs> uh, this is called What If the X-Men Lost Inferno. Now, do you know about this story? No. 
Well, I know, but Inferno, okay. isn't that hell? They go to hell or something like that? No. So Inferno deals with a character... <laughs> no, you're wrong. <laughs> it deals with a character named Madeline Pryor. Okay. Who's basically the clone of Jean Grey. Right. We don't need to explain why. We just know that she is. She becomes a goblin queen too, doesn't she? Yes, that's okay. exactly it. She ends up working out this huge deal. And basically the forces of hell invade... Or really the forces of, an, of the limbo dimension invade Earth. All right. They're all basically defeated. Everything kind of goes back to normal, but it allowed Marvel to sort of reset a few things here and there with regards to some characters. Okay. Like a soft reboot, more or less. But in this alternate history, the X-Men lose the battle in Inferno. And so Jean Grey is no more, and Wolverine is possessed by a demon. And under the command of the Goblin Queen and Sim, basically the guy that's kind of you know controlling things behind the scenes, during the battle against the Marvel heroes, Wolverine stabs Spider-Man and kills him. I feel like... They took that same concept and did Wolverine Goes to Hell, where he came out as possessed. I would not doubt that. <laughs> Wolverine possessed by a demon. <laughs> How many times can we use this concept? That sounds like a list. All the times Wolverine was possessed by a demon. <laughs> yeah, all the times Wolverine was used to kill people. Oh, dude, there's definitely the... Um, there's a lot of those, where he gets is. brainwashed or turned into a weapon or possessed. Dude, or... the brainwashed one was really cool. God, what, I, that, I can't remember that story now. I could have told you if I wasn't thinking of it. Um... Anyway, it was a really cool story where he's brainwashed by the hand in Hydra. Um, that's the one I think I'm talking about. That, I know that's the one you're talking I can't remember the name of the story. Oh, it's Wolverine Goes to Hell. No, that's not the one I'm talking about. Oh, the, he's been possessed multiple times. <laughs> there, was a, there, there was a what if story where they didn't stop him and he killed the Marvel Universe. Um, from, the, from the Wolverine Goes to Hell storyline? Uh, from that era. It was during Greg Rucker's run where that whole thing comes out of. I really think we need to have a list of how many times Wolverine has killed people it's, he loves. It's super cool. And I'm, I'm trying to remember. Because if you throw in the old man Logan universe, he's killed everyone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, it's nuts, man. He killed all the X-Men. Um, God, that's going to drive me nuts until I remember what it's called. Anyway, what if volume two, number 17? Yeah. 1990. What if Craven the Hunter had killed Spider-Man? I've seen the cover of that one. I have never read it, but yeah, I've seen it too. Uh, Craven the Hunter ambushes Spider-Man and shoots him with a drug-tipped dart. In the normal reality, Craven buries Spider-Man alive and eventually is able to recover. In this reality, Spider-Man is really dead. <laughs> is really, really dead. The sequence of events escalate as Mary Jane tries to give Peter Parker the credit he deserves for being a hero. Eventually, his death results in the disbanding of all superheroes. They all quit. I feel like I need to start a what if Marvel day. Like every Saturday we just do a what if story on top of the podcast. Dude, I, man, I used to do those back in the day and then I ran out all the ones that I care about. So <laughs> ran out all the ones that matter. I ran out all the ones that matter. He's right. What ifs went for a while. And yeah, there are some cool ones. What if Wolverine killed everyone? What mm -hmm. if Craven killed Spider-Man? But they also get weird. You know, like what if the Fantastic Four had pizza instead of fried chicken? I mean... They don't get that bad, but... That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> but they do funny. get kind of crazy, don't they? Like, they do, really, they really get, pointless. Yeah, they get really, really weird. Uh, okay. What if... Uh, what if Volume 2, Number 25, 1991? What if the Marvel superheroes had lost Atlantis attacks? I know of this story. I've never read it, but it's basically where Name of the Submariner wages war against the surface world. Yes, a, he does that a lot. Yeah, that's really all it is. In this version of events... You know, you know what I'm realizing? Going through a lot of these what-ifs. One, Marvel has used a lot of these what-if plots as main storylines as the years have gone on. And two, we've got a lot of repeat storylines. <laughs> yes, we have. Yes, we have. <laughs> Right. Wolverine's been possessed like nine times. Spider-Man's died like 20 times. Namor's attacked the mainland like four. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In this alternate version of events, uh, Lemurian deviant Gar and Queen Lyra of Lemuria, which is basically in Atlantis' capital, uh, team up to bring about the return of the Elder God Set from the prison dimension. Spider-Man becomes possessed by Set and attacks the Hulk. The Hulk slams Spider-Man into the street, killing him and Colossus. The Hulk kills both Spider-Man and Colossus. 
That is the Hulk. I would not put it past him. Yeah, that's a video you need to make. I still love it. Just World War Hulk because you know, everyone's always like, "Oh, I mean, we got the statue. Ooh, we got the statue right over here. Wolverine and Hulk." And yes. Everyone's like, "Wolverine, Hulk, greatest fight ever!" And I loved in World War Hulk. It's just like, no, it's not. Bow. <laughs> oh, dude, it was hilarious. You're I just done, dude. He like broke Colossus's arms. I'm yeah. like, dude, man, the Hulk is pissed. <laughs> like he's so mad. <laughs> God, it was amazing. Okay, what if Volume Two, Number Twenty Six, Nineteen Ninety One? What if the Punisher? had killed Daredevil. Oh, I never read that one, but I know it exists, yeah. It is awesome. What starts out as Punisher trying to shoot Daredevil with a knockout dart leads to his death by falling. This leads to a war between costumed heroes in the city. The Punisher wings, super, uh, wings Spider-Man, <laughs> who winds up in the hospital, or I'm sorry, he wounds Spider-Man, who winds up in the hospital, with his secret identity revealed. Thugs bl uh, blow up Aunt May's house with a rocket launcher, an enraged Peter Parker confronts the Punisher and is about to throw him off the rooftop in revenge for bringing about this war. Punisher has no choice but to shoot and kill Spider-Man to protect his own life. Damn, I got to do that story. The Punisher kills Spider-Man. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. I'm, I'm calling dibs right now on all of these what-ifs. Do it, man. Do it, man. I'm doing them all. I'm yeah. doing. I'm doing all the Punisher Max stuff. You can oh, have. Okay. You can have the Punisher kills. Punisher kills Spider-Man. Spider so. Yeah. All right. What if Volume Two, Number 28, 1991? What if Captain America had led an army of super soldiers in World War II? All right. In this series, Captain America is not the only super soldier. He ends up doing, uh, what he ends up doing is running for president. And when he rules America with an iron grip, eliminating any of the other super or superheroes that could possibly <laughs> exist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, are we repeating a what-if story in uh, current day Marvel again? We are kind of doing that. <laughs> uh, the, the super soldiers, under the command of Captain America, kill Peter Parker's parents and Aunt May, and eventually, and eventually the Punisher kills Peter Parker himself after a radioactive spider bit him. It's literally Secret Empire. It's basically Secret Empire. Minus like, well, I don't know. I just finished reading Secret Empire number six. Y'all, yeah, it's Secret Empire. <laughs> Marvel, why are you rehashing? Is, that's why What Ifs went away. Oh, yeah. They're like, we're going to start using these stories. Yeah, we're just going to, we're just going <laughs> to, that's 100% true. We're going to put them in continuity. I don't want What If stories. We're going to put them in continuity. Oh, man, just shuffle them around a little bit. Just put the new paint on them. We'll call it a day. <laughs> we'll put a new paint on them. All right, so What If Volume 2, number 55, 1993. What If Avengers Lost Operation Galactic Storm? Do you know about this? story. No. Operation Galactic Storm was the idea that the Kree Empire was basically stagnant. What this, what the Supreme Intelligence, whatever, leader of the Kree, decided to initiate this massive universal battle to push his species to the brink of extinction so they would basically evolve. Yes. That's all it was. All right. In this version of events, the superheroes fail in their attempt to stop the Kree from destroying Earth. Spider-Man, uh, I just missed my spot. <laughs> Spider-Man briefly appears before the Kree destroy the Earth. So we don't really see anything with him. He was never part of Operation Galactic Storm. He just shows so. up because like Spider-Man's popular, put him in. Yep, he, he's in there and then he's dead. So, <laughs> and then uh, he's dead. <laughs> all right, this is, see, this, this is the interesting thing you were talking about when it comes to what-if stories because they basically replicate what's already been done. All right, what if volume two, number 58, 1994. How many of these, what more do you have of these? Oh, what if dude, there's, there's all of these. What if Punisher had killed Spider-Man? Okay. We literally just went over that, but it's just a different version. All right, in an alternate reality, Punisher, Punisher decides he wants one last big hit before he retires. He has his eyes on, uh, eyes on making his last hit, Spider-Man, eventually filling a Doc Ock dummy with explosives and blowing up Spider-Man, causing massive ripples across the superhero community. He tricks Spider-Man into attacking a dummy of Dr. Octopus filled with explosives. <laughs> <laughs> so I can do two videos of Punisher versus Spider-Man. Yeah, it's pretty cold-blooded. Okay. All right. What if <laughs> Civil War, 2008. 
Oh, no, I think I know. No, I don't know this one. Go ahead. Okay. What if Captain America led all the superheroes against the Superhuman Registration Act? All right, even those that were initially against it in the main story. Right. All right, I'm glad I'm making you tired. Yeah, really in tired. This, in this version of events, Tony Stark dies of the extremist virus. Okay. All right. I thought it was extremist. Extremist. The government chooses Steve Rogers as a spokesperson for the heroes. Without Tony Stark to provide a buffer between the government and the heroes, the government unleashes the Sentinels. The Sentinels kill Invisible Woman, Iron Fist, and Spider-Man within minutes of the first battle. Sweet! Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> I intense. I like Iron Fist, too. All right. Now, one of the, one of the most popular you ones. Go, one of the, one, after this, we should create one of our most least watched videos. How many times Iron Fist died. <laughs> yeah. Well, people are, people are just going to comment. People are going to watch the comment just to be like, don't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so one of the more popular ones here. Okay. All right. The Punisher kills the Marvel Universe. Right. All right. Spider-Man. What do you think happens to Spider-Man in that story? Besides uh, being killed by the Punisher. He gets killed by the Punisher. Okay. Uh, basically, he kills all the superheroes, including Spider-Man. Right. Now, I don't think we're actually told how he kills Spider-Man. I know when Deadpool kills Marvel Universe, it shows how he kills Spider-Man. Yeah, and that he one, shoot him with a gun? Yeah, and that one I don't think is actually specified. Is it even on your list? He dies uh, and Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe? I think so. I don't think so. <laughs> it's it might not be. And that one, one of the most significant ones, is not even on the list. <laughs> well, it's, it's literally this huge, great, big, drawn-out fight. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, and Deadpool just shoots him in the face. Um, all right, so uh, Marvel Zombies Return number 5. Okay. December 2009. All right, zombie Spider-Man, in an attempt to reverse his condition, winds up on planet Z, planet zombie. All right. All right. Eventually, he turns several heroes into zombies by accident, and he's eventually killed by Sandman from an alternate universe. This version of Spider-Man has turned into a living nanite swarm. Okay. Yeah, it's weird. No idea. All right. What if Age of Ultron 2014? How many more of these do you have? We have like one more. Oh, okay. I was like, because I, right. I got one that if it's not on your list, I have a death of Spider-Man that I know you don't know about. Which one? Oh, keep going. Oh. No, I want to know. I want to see what's on the bottom list. I want to know. No, no, I want to know what's on the bottom list. I want to see. I'm gonna see if you have it. I'm gonna see if you have it. What if Age of Ultron 2004? <laughs> We're all disappointed. It's like I want to know. I'm now. all disappointed. <laughs> all right. In this version of events, Ultron immediately goes bad, killing the Wasp, and is dramatically different than the Age of Ultron that we saw in the mainstream continuity. A retired Peter Parker helps Wolverine confront Ultron in the Savage Land, where he sacrifices himself to turn off the Iron Man armor that powers everything. Yeah, that's basically I don't remember right. that at all, but okay. Yeah, there were five what-if stories that were issued. There oh, was they were, I, I, yeah, I didn't read any of the what-ifs. I, I yeah. They were all separate. They're, they're actually, they're all one interconnected story, uh, kind of. I mean, it all just kind of tells about Ultron basically invading, but there's one where it's like Hank Pym is Ultron and just didn't know it. He's been an Ultron robot the entire time. So once again, they Pym took Tron, the what-if story Rage of Ultron. and they turned it into the plot for the main storyline. <laughs> Rage of Ultron, man. <laughs> Rage of Ultron. Oh, Hank Pym became Ultron. Let's make that normal. And mm -hmm. not even just Rage of Ultron. He's come back like three times now. Yep. Like, Hanktron is an entire villain into himself. Yep, Pymtron. Pymtron, that's it. Yeah. Okay. This is probably our last one, one of the most important ones. Okay. Anyway. Amazing Spider-Man, Volume 1. Number 700. Sweet! You don't have the one I got. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Suicide Run. One of the coolest stories that I ever covered. All right. Peter Parker's consciousness is stuck in Dr. Octopus's body. Now, at the end of the comic book, Dr. Octopus's body dies, and Peter lives on in Dr. Octopus's own consciousness right. in terms of his mind. But I technically consider that to be the death of Spider-Man. No, kind of. I consider that too because didn't we discover like the consciousness in his mind wasn't even really Peter Parker but like 
It was all weird. Yeah, it was it was a crazy thing. Peter Parker did live on as an actual you know thing, and, and eventually came back. You know, got his body yeah. back. But I consider that to be the death of Peter Parker Spider Man because there was a point where the consciousness was basically purged almost in its entirety. Now you end up finding out that there's still a little fragment of it there, but it wasn't Peter Parker Spider Man. Yeah. He was not Spider Man no, anymore. It was Doc Ock. Okay, so yours, Spider Man Deadpool, somewhere in issue one through three. 2013 to 14. Oh, God. Deadpool shoots Spider-Man in the head. Really? He just walks, he knocks on the door and just shoots him in the head. He shoots Peter Parker not knowing it's Spider-Man. And it's during that period. It's so issue one, it may have been at the end of issue one. He teams up with Spider-Man, wants to show Spider-Man that he's a hero. One of his last jobs is to go kill the evil Peter Parker. That subject zero has convinced him is evil. He knocks on the door, opens it up, shoots Spider-Man right in the head. Spider-Man dies. I never read Spider-Man Deadpool. Oh. Well, I read the first arc, or I read the one that had like basically Ryan Reynolds' pool, yeah. like Ryan pool, and, and that was it. And I was like, okay, I'm done with this now, and he, I just didn't worry about it. <laughs> then he has to, cause, because it was a, a weird thing to force Peter Parker's soul to go to hell, Deadpool then goes to hell using his wife at the time, Sheikla, mm -hmm. to get to hell to get his soul out because he realizes that he killed an innocent man. Wow. And he gets him out, and that's, that whole story isn't it romantic. <laughs> So that's the thing. And it's in continuity. It's a recent thing, too. That's the thing that exists. Yeah. Huh. Deadpool killed Spider-Man. I know you're not a huge fan of Deadpool. That's why I'm like, he's not going to have this Dead one. Okay. Here's, let me clear this up. Let me, let me clear the air for everybody out there in YouTube land. All right. I do not hate Deadpool. Oh, you do? I do not hate Deadpool. Yeah, you do. As soon as we get off every podcast, he's like, God damn, I hate Deadpool. Even if it wasn't a Deadpool issue. <laughs> <laughs> I just, we're talking about Batman, dude, I hate Deadpool. <laughs> this, is, this is my, my uh, daily requirement of saying I hate Deadpool. <laughs> no, um, I do not mind Deadpool. All right, I have no problem with Deadpool. It's just his stories can be so zany and so goofy that I just have a hard time getting into them. Yeah. I think as I a character in the right kind of a story, I can definitely dig them. Like Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. Hilarious. Absolutely loved it. Spider-Man Deadpool, not really my thing. Well, like so. I've told you, like especially the Jared Dugan run, mm -hmm. really good because he has the sad clown motif where he has some goofy adventures, but then it's like you find out more about him and how he's trying to treat his life and yeah. why he's the way he is, things like that. Yeah. I really got into him with, with more of the recent runs than the over-the-top runs. But. I mean, he fought the dead presidents. The ghost of the that, that started, even I was reading that like, I don't know if I'm going to read this one. Yeah, this, was, this is a little too much. My, my favorite thing is we were talking about this back when Secret Wars first kicked off. And my favorite thing was the, what was it, the last days of Deadpool or whatever it was? Yeah. When the final incursion was happening. And he was like, they haven't stopped that yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Why haven't they stopped that? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was hilarious. Okay. I'm, I'm saying this to you and I'm saying it to the audience. Okay. Anybody who is thinking Deadpool's too zany and wants to see the other side. Get the story, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I have, is that him, Wolverine, and Captain else? America. Captain America. Yeah. And they go to where the Weapon X project was kept, mm -hmm. and they find out that Deadpool had a, a wife and a kid. Really? And they're trying to rescue them. Wow. And you see a completely different side of Deadpool. Huh. And I feel like that was the beginning of Jerry Dugan taking him down a different path. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard of that story. Never had a chance to read it. Uh, it seemed cool, though. It's amazing. You really yeah. should just read it just for the sake of it. But see, it's weird, man, because Deadpool, Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, I loved. Deadpool Illustrated, couldn't really get into. Well, that's yeah. when they went the whole fourth wall to the extreme. Yeah, and then, you know, Deadpool kills Deadpool was even, you know, yeah. more goofy. So. But now, so, right at the moment, I can smell Chick-fil-A, and I'm really hungry. You're really hungry? Uh, are you really hungry? <laughs> I'm really hungry for Chick-fil-A. So, if you guys want to see us talk about Chick-fil-A, <laughs> we, we recorded a B-roll for it to put at the end of the episode like we always do. We're going to mm -hmm. put that at the end of this episode because we're going to go get Chick-fil-A. But if you are done, you just got your comic book knowledge, and you want to call it good, we appreciate you being here. Support yes. the podcast, please. Just buy our shirt, please. It would really support the podcast. It'd be awesome. Yes. If you did. The shirt comes with my 
very sultry vocal tones. Okay. <laughs> it, comes, it comes with the sound of my voice. And if you want to support us but can't do anything you know, with money <laughs> and then we know that, then just join us on our gaming channel, Eligible Monster, where Rob, me, and Natalie do some crazy stuff on mm-hmm. office humor, office humor, and we also do some <laughs> things like play real games and we discuss topics. Yep. Yeah, mate. And we live stream on Sundays. And we live on stream on Sundays, mm-hmm. except for the Sunday somewhere because we were all vacation. But anyway, yeah. don't forget to check it out. Stick around for the rest of the podcast, and thank you for joining us today. Peace. How do you feel about Chick-fil-A? Dude, I love Chick-fil-A, man. But they're closed on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most annoying thing ever because like Chick-fil-A is great, and it's a great thing. Like, what you guys don't know is a Chick-fil-A down the street from the, from the office. So whenever everyone's here doing stuff, we go buy them all Chick-fil-A. We get everyone Chick-fil-A. It's what we do. It's, you get chicken, and you get chicken. It's, they, only have, they only have chicken. So, But it seems like every Sunday we want Chick-fil-A. I don't understand it. Yes. Well, that's the crazy thing is the hankering doesn't come on until they're closed. Right. Like, and it's like, you know what sounds good right now? Food that I can't get. Exactly. <laughs> it's the most annoying thing ever. And it's like, because Chick-fil-A is so good too. Dude, I can't send this file. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is how we do our B-roll, guys. Oh, I know, I know. Like, we're, we're just, we're killing time until we can, until we can get this sorted out. No, but, but, I mean, what, I can't think of any other restaurant that closes on a set day of the week just to make you want it more. Oh, I know. And, it's, and it's, you know what? I get it. I get it. They're all like, oh, they're religious and they celebrate Sunday because God feels that it's holy and they should have a day off and they should rest on the seventh day. No, it's a marketing scheme. I know it's a marketing scheme yeah. because everyone wants it on Sunday. So then you go buy the heck out of Chick-fil-A on Mondays and Tuesdays because you can't get it on Sunday. <laughs> what you do is you make the new guys work on Sundays. That's what? what you do. Yeah. yeah like, hey, guys, we're open on Sundays, but like all the new guys are going to No, no, no. It's, 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 it's not that. It's the entire idea of you can't have it. Oh, yeah, I know. You I know. can't have it on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, so then you want even more. But see, here's the funny thing, though. Like, it doesn't really work for me because I'll be like, man, Chick-fil-A sounds so good, but man, they're closed. And so I won't think about it until midweek. Or sometimes I won't think about it until like the next Sunday. But how, but how, about, how about every time, though, like we're driving by or whatever and we're like, let's get some Chick-fil-A because we got to do it today because we can't get it Sunday. That's true. <laughs> it's Saturday and it's like six o'clock. Like we got to get there before they close. And, and the best part is, I'm gonna start buying Chick Fil A Saturday night because I tried reheating that once. It reheats so well. I've never tried to reheat. Oh, because they come in those little heat bags, so you can take the whole sandwich out and you can reheat it perfectly. Those are heat bags. Yes. I never thought about those being. Dude, that changes everything. Yes. I never thought about those being heat bags. Chris, did you know those are heat bags? <laughs> Chris is, Chris is the camera guy. I didn't know those were heat bags. <laughs> He's off camera right now. He's off camera. No, but so well, I forget what happened. We went. We went to get Chick Fil A. Oh, wasn't it the day we had the wings for the for the video? Wasn't it? Yeah, we went and got the wings. Oh yeah, and I no. had extra Chick Fil A. Yeah, and we I wanted, stuck it in the fridge. We wanted Chick Fil A to go with that. Yeah, yeah. initially that was the plan. Chick Fil A. No, 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 no. It was when we had no. Mark was here. And I was like, uh, no, no, it was Dan. You and Dan had gone out to do something, or Dan was going to do something or something like that. And I was like, hey, we need to get some Chick-fil-A. And it was like, no, dude, they're closed on Sundays. That's what it is. Whatever was. I'm just trying to remember how I ended up with like three extra sandwiches in my fridge one day. Yeah. Whatever day we did something, I had three extra sandwiches in the fridge. And I woke up the next morning, and normally for my breakfast, guys, I try to have an avocado. Oh, no, you're right. It was the wings thing. Because our our B roll was going to be us just eating chicken sandwiches. Oh, yeah. And we never ate them. That was was it. Yeah, Yeah. we were going to do as a joke to go at the end of this thing. We're just going to be eating chicken sandwiches in the get ups with Pyre. Yes. That's what what it was. was. That's what it was. But we weren't sure that they were going to reheat well. Yeah. So I stuck them in the fridge, and the next morning, I woke up. And I was cooking my eggs, and I didn't have an avocado, and I didn't have any meat or anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, eh, whatever. I'll have I'll have chicken in the I'll I'll have chicken and the egg. You know, mm-hmm. like you know, just genocide of the chickens, <laughs> like the mommy and the baby. I'm, dude, you gotta have some vendetta against chickens, yeah, man. I, I do, I really do. Get a chicken uh, sandwich with the egg on it. <laughs> so I reheated the sandwich. Even the bread reheated well. 
Wow. It was in that heat bag, so I pulled it out of the heat bag, and I put it on a plate, and I put it in the microwave for a minute, hmm. and it reheated perfectly. Here's the question, because Mark's going to get Chick-fil-A right now. Yeah. We should read the little thing to see if it gives you, like, reheat instructions on the little chicken bag. Do you think they do? I bet they do. Okay, so... Chick-fil-A, if you don't, you should. Yeah, you should have reheat instructions, because mm-hmm. your chicken's amazing. Yes. But think about it, if you, even, if you don't, even if you don't trust the bun, and you don't mm-hmm. trust everything, you can take the, sandwich, the chicken off. It's just fried chicken. Even if you don't trust the bun. Even if you don't trust the bun. I have bun phobia. I'm scared of buns that have Are you been scared cold. of buns? Wait, are you scared of bread buns or like buns, buns? Bread buns. I have no fear of buns, buns. I'm all about buns, buns. Are you a buns, buns kind of guy? I'm a buns, buns kind of guy. Are you a bum, buns? Yeah, I like buns. No, I am not afraid of bread buns. No, I am afraid of bread buns. You're not afraid of the buns, buns. The buns, buns. There we, we gotta go. keep this family friendly. Yeah, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you guys, you guys are picking up what we're putting down. Hint, hint. <laughs> nudge, nudge. <laughs> okay, you gotta explain that to me because you have all these southernisms, robisms. What? Picking up what we're putting down. That's a different kettle of beans. Oh, what is all okay. this? So picking up what we're putting down. That comes from a buddy of mine, Ross, and it was crazy because Ross is this guy that I worked with for years and years, and it was weird because he's an ex Navy guy, and he would just surf like the AR-15 forums, yeah. which is where they have like the take a half day edition. So it's like you laugh, you lose threads. Okay. And um, like he and I were having a conversation about something. And I want to say that like there was some big wig that was in the office. And he's like, dude, are you, are you picking up what I'm putting down? And I was like, yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down. What does that mean? And he was like, <laughs> and like, he explained to me the whole meaning. He was like, I'm referencing something, doing it subtly. You understand what it is that I'm saying? Like picking it up and putting it down. And I was like, okay, cool. And then like a whole kettle of beans just means like it's, it's the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, the those whole, are the robisms. You guys, you, the robisms. You have these like <laughs> sayings that he just says, and you're just like, yeah. what? Well, some of the some of the weird things though, I also I also picked up from my old boss because uh, he lives next to uh, one of the other guys we worked with, Mike, and they live maybe 20 minutes away from each other or something like that, or an hour. And I was asking him, I was like, how far do you live from from like Mike? And he was like, oh, I don't know, maybe like. 10 minutes as the crow flies. <laughs> yes, you said that one too. 10 minutes as yeah. the crow flies. Yeah. That sounds like something in a Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll meet you north of the wall. 10 minutes as the crow flies. As the crow flies. <laughs> Lord of the Rings stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just, just take small the little eagles, things. Rob. Yeah. Just, just small little things like that. I never understood that in Lord of the Rings. Just not taking the eagles? Like, there's a theory. This I is the ultimate tangent we're going on. Now we're, we've gone dude, from Chick fil A to Lord of the Rings. I don't know if you've, I don't know if you've seen this. I, don't, I think it's a theory, but it's uh, the scene when um, Gandalf supposedly dies, when he falls down following yep. the Balrog, and he says, Fly, you fools. The, yeah. the reference is like, Just take eagles. <laughs> just get on the eagles and fly well, there. Why are guys. you not just flying? <laughs> <laughs> fly, you fools. Just take the eagles. This isn't working. I'm dying. He's like, Well, you know what, Gandalf? Why didn't you take the eagles? How about that? If they're so dumb for not taking the eagles, then what's your excuse? old man yeah just throwing it out there you know Gandalf the gray his mind's in the twilight of his years all right <laughs> i think know. that's enough b-roll for today that's enough Rob, b-roll for his theories and isms <laughs> and chick-fil-a yeah. if you guys enjoyed this and you stuck around for it we appreciate it mm-hmm. don't forget this is the r&b podcast R&B. brought to you on the comic story and channel soundcloud and itunes mm-hmm. and you can support this podcast by purchasing the comic story and crack Coon shirt all proceeds go to making you a better vodcast yeah Pretty much. Yep. And you can also find me and Rob on the gaming channel, Eligible Monster Gaming, where you can have similar things like this, discussions between us, us playing games, Natalie jumping in and beating Rob at games. It's a fun Mm -hmm. time. That's Eligible Monster on YouTube. Yep. All right, guys. We'll see you next time right here. Peace.